0: Welcome to Generation on Mission. Hey there, Mama Friend. That was my sweet boy. Yes, that was my toddler. But I want to welcome you back to the Generation on a Mission podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to shine a light on the importance of modeling behaviors to your little one. And I'm talking toddler and kids. And this is such an essential part of setting our little ones up for success in life. Especially if we want to lead them in becoming world changers. Which is why I'm sharing five ways that modeling can help teach your kiddo expectations and become independent thinkers. But before we get started, I am so excited because I am getting ready to share with you a proactive parenting course where I will give you the ins and outs to parenting and answer all of those tough questions like why won't my toddler listen and I have solutions for those tough questions and how do I get through this tantrum? I have solutions for that. And I am going to walk you through teaching your toddler to communicate and all the good things that your toddler needs to thrive and that will be launching soon and I am so excited. If you want to get on the waitlist for that, shoot me an email at generationonamission@gmail.com and I will put you on the waitlist to get an early bird special, special pricing for you so that way you can get all of these answers and solutions at Quite a steal before everyone else gets their hands on them so if that sounds good to you then message me on Instagram or shoot me an email alright now it's time to get pumped up for today's show let's dive on in here we go hey there mama if you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically you're in the right place Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi. I'm Michelle Schaaf, former classroom educator, turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. Okay, so how do I put this gently? Our kids' behaviors are often a reflection on us and our doing as parents. Yes, that's correct. And I'm not saying they never have their toddler moments because they will, but on those days when they're on a roll, odds are it's because of something that we are doing as parents. I know, that's a hard hit for us, isn't it? And oftentimes it has to do with two things, either your behavior or your expectations or lack thereof. If your expectations are too much they will act out I've seen that with my toddler before and I need to remember to take a step back like well okay this is my doing and I need to tame it down a bit he's only three but on the other hand if your expectations aren't consistent enough or you don't have any expectations aka you don't have any limits for your toddler or you're cranky crabby and don't want to look life in the eye they pick up on that and guess what happens they act out and you're stuck wondering why your kids won't listen And like I said, I even noticed that with my own toddler sometimes, so you're definitely not alone. But when that happens, it might just mean it's time to change something up that you're doing as a parent, which is a great segue into our topic today. Let me tell you first and foremost how much our littles pick up without us even knowing. And I'm talking behaviors, words, mannerisms, how we talk to each other, and even how we talk to our kids literally everything, which emphasizes the importance of constantly reflecting upon how we do things as parents, what we say, what we do, and even our values and efforts. Our kids see how we act and how we react and how we do things, and they want to do the same. They don't know any differently. Your way is the way in your little's eyes, which isn't something to take lightly as parents, and that's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? We cannot expect our kids to behave better than we do. Although, you know, it may be something for which we hope, but it's time to reflect and ask ourselves, is do as I say and not as I do really a good mantra anymore? Yes, we are the adults. And yes, we've earned our rights to live how we want. But if we want our kids to shine and be leaders, it's time to lead them with the authority that God gave us to do so. Yes, that's right. God didn't bless us with these babies and task us to raise generational leaders by just being ordinary and doing things because we are the moms and we can get away with it. He tasked us to raise these kids to the best of our abilities. And that means diving deep into our souls and asking ourselves, am I behaving in a way that I want my kids to behave? It's a tough question for us to answer as parents. But if we want our kids to raise the bar and we want people to look at them and say, man, you know what? Something about them is just different. Then we have to kick it up a notch in our parenting with what we say and how we treat others and how we behave as overall humans, and gosh, that's not always easy. And yes, we slip up, often, I might add, a little bit more than we hope. But that's why we have to show humility. Our kids see that and they learn to do the same. And those are the examples from which they learn. You apologizing and righting your wrongs, for example, shows them the right thing to do. They'll emulate that. So back to the part where kids pick up everything we do, I'm sure that's not a shocking revelation to you because somewhere down the line in your parenting, your kid has probably repeated exactly what you said. And although you may think it's cute or hilarious that your kid can cuss in the right context when he's only two, just chuckle behind closed doors, that's all I'm saying. That's when you know you need to back the language down a bit, and here's why. Even if you allow that in your home and you don't mind sharing how hilarious it is over social media, when they reach school age or even if they attend daycare, they need to learn how to filter it. And let me tell you, they won't know how to do that. And are you going to be the one to buckle down and teach them that it's okay to do that at home but not at school? I can't answer that but it is especially important for little ones because it gets confusing to them when they have to compartmentalize what they can say and do in different locations, causing them to get overwhelmed and melt down because they don't have clear expectations. If they don't have clear expectations, that is grounds for a meltdown because they don't know what's right and wrong in specific areas of their lives. And it also goes back to having considerations for other families and kids as well. Other parents may not want their kids to hear it, which is where a lot of proactive conversations and prayers come into play with our own kids. But think about it. What kind of model do you want your kid being for those around them? And let me tell you, this does not have to be a pressured type of situation where you say, now you behave yourself because other kids look up to you, and if you don't, consequences will happen or anything of that nature. And in fact, it shouldn't be like that. That's forceful, and that'll cause problems for you but it's a situation where they simply don't know any differently because they've watched you and you've set that standard for them in a natural way. And you just talk about why you're behaving that way and they pick up on that and how cool is that? And perhaps it's also a heavy weight to carry, but we have the capability of raising world changers just by leading them. Which is so amazing to think about. I've had students before where I've told their moms, I want my kids to be just like yours because I could just tell they have Jesus in their hearts. And that speaks volumes to parents. And it just warms your heart when you see kids acting like that. And imagine if those are your kids that people are saying that about. How cool is that? But, you know, to tell you the truth, most behaviors are learned from parents. And if you try to teach them something but you don't preach it yourself... There's essentially no weight to that. You won't see that same behavior from them. Instead, you may see them questioning you when you're doing something you're telling them not to do. And that's when the, oh, now no, honey, just don't do what I do. I set a bad example. I mean, is that really something you want to tell your kiddo? I'm just throwing it out there, just saying, mama. But I do want you to think about these situations and how you respond. Like when things get hard, what do you do? eh, I'm just gonna sit on my phone and not pay any attention to the situation around me. But now when my kid gives up, that's different, honey. Keep trying, don't just quit because it gets hard. And then in his eyes, he's thinking, but mom, that's what you do. I don't know how to behave differently because I haven't seen it in action. How can he be better if he hasn't learned how to do that? we want so badly for our kids to be successful and i know i want my kids to be more successful and better christians and better humans than i am but i just can't expect that to happen on its own i've got to change my ways to help them see the success they can have and put it into practice along the way so here are five ways to use modeling to teach your little ones the first one is using modeling to build character in your child And this can be anything from modeling manners to persistence to modeling encouragement, patient, forgiveness, you name it. Our kids are constantly looking to us to see how we handle certain situations. So why not use those as teachable moments since they're already happening every day, you know? These are great opportunities to show how we can be change makers in our world and lead by example. If we want our kids to show forgiveness, then guess what we need to do? We need to model forgiveness. If we want our kids to be generous, they need to see us being generous. For example, there have been times when we've given a few dollars to people on the side of the road and our toddler has asked what we were doing. So we told him that sometimes people need a little extra help, so we gave them some money. And what did he do when we got home? He found some cards and he was pretending to share his money with us and he said, I'm giving you some extra money so you can buy dinner tonight. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful coming from a three-year-old. And we didn't tell them that's what we had to do. We just showed him that's what we do because we value generosity. So he is going to learn to do the same. My husband is also so selfless with his time and he lets me work when I need to and he'll take care of the boys. And even though my sons don't see it now, That's going to be so impactful on them when they are dads because they saw their dad being generous with his time. And my hubby is also constantly telling me, mommy, you're beautiful. I mean, I know I struck gold, but now my toddler will come up to me and tell me that often too. And he'll give me a hug and say, mama, you're beautiful. And it just melts my heart. But modeling is just one of the best ways to teach and change behaviors. I'm telling you what, it's awesome. Same thing goes with manners. To teach manners, we are constantly saying as parents, please and thank you, or even may I please have something to each other. And yes, we still say to our toddler, hey, how can we show appreciation to daddy for cooking our meal every so often? But our big way of teaching manners is by using them with each other and with our toddler as well. And playing games is a great way to model how to lose. Yes, little ones don't like to lose, believe it or not. It's not in their nature. And I'm sure you've probably experienced quite the meltdown when they have lost. But if you model how to lose and talk it out with them, that shows them that losing is not the literal end of the world like they think it is. Of course, it'll still take repetition, but modeling that for them is a great start. And this might look like, oh man, I'm so sad I lost, but I did have fun and I'll try again next time. And they'll pick up on how you respond to that much better than, oh honey, it's just a game. Don't be a sore loser. Focus on the fact that you had fun instead of the fact that you didn't win. Which one sounds better to you as a parent? Uh, I think the first one. And the more we model, the more our kids pick up and emulate these behaviors. And that goes for both good and bad behaviors, like praying before meals, cleaning up after each other speaking kindly of others to complaining and being ungrateful and yelling at the dog to stop barking, guilty, and even yucky behaviors like cussing and drinking and smoking. And yes, even our littles pick up on that. And those are not conversations that I particularly enjoy having with my three-year-old because he's been exposed to it. Moving on, number two, we use modeling to increase communication skills. Our kids don't come out of the chute knowing how to communicate. And this goes back to a previous episode I shared. But snapping at them when they don't share or when they are whining or losing patience does not teach them how to communicate effectively. And one of the best ways we can teach them is through modeling. And this looks like you getting down on their level and role playing the situation out with them when they don't know how to do something. Like sharing for instance. You can't just say, you need to share your toys, that's the kind thing to do. But sometimes our kids don't want to give up their toys and that's okay. But what we can do is teach them how to communicate I'm not done yet, but when I am, you may have a turn. And we do that by modeling that to them. Taking advantage of different moments in our day that cause us frustration and sadness or all the extreme emotions is also a great way to model how to communicate emotions to our little ones. If my toddler is doing something that I don't like, like last night, for instance, he was doing a nice job of dawdling and playing around in the bathroom. And when I tried to talk to him about it, he accidentally head butted my chin. <laughs> I was upset. So I walked away for a minute, and when I came back, I told him, you were making a choice to be silly when I was talking to you. You accidentally hurt me, and I did not like that. And if I want him to be able to respond to situations like that by communicating his feelings, that's what I need to do when I'm communicating my feelings as well. And believe me when I say that is a challenge sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough, but it's worth the effort. Number three is we can use modeling to build language skills don't be afraid to talk about what you're doing around your little one explain why you're doing things and use the same verbiage that you would use to any other human but break it down for them in a way that they would understand our son has quite a robust vocabulary because we are constantly telling him why we are doing what we're doing or we are taking things a step further we don't just say we're going to the store we say we're going to the hardware store for a fill valve to fix the toilet and a funnel for the lawnmower because we need to change the oil and yes that opens up a whole new can of what's that and why questions but it helps our toddler know the what and the why behind what we do and he is able to apply that when we ask him why he's doing something he will then pretend to fix the toilet and tell us he's putting in a new fill valve because the toilet runs all the time because he's heard us say that, and so now he knows that's how he does it. Modeling also helps when we're talking in past tense or when he's talking in past tense and he uses something in the wrong context. For example, if he said, I run outside, instead of telling him ran is the past tense of run, we say, you ran outside, that's cool. This helps expose him to the right way to say something as opposed to just telling him that he spoke incorrectly. It's much better received that way. Number four, use modeling to teach problem solving skills. One of my favorite things to do is build and do puzzles with my toddler. And it wasn't so much at the beginning, but it's a lot more enjoyable now that he's a little bit older. I really enjoy seeing him try to fit all the pieces together. But when we're playing, I'll talk out what I'm thinking to model that thought process for him. And yes, you want your kiddos to figure out how to problem solve on their own, but it takes modeling at first. So when we're doing puzzles and I'm trying to model it, I'll say, well, let's think. This piece has purple, so I need to look for other purple pieces. Instead of saying, oh, this piece goes here because it's purple and the other pieces are purple, I'll say, I need to look for other purple pieces because this piece does have some purple in it. Can you find some purple? And this helps him connect those dots, and he's able to apply that in the future. Additionally, too... When problems happen around the house, that's a great time for our kids to see us problem solving. And even though our kids can be in the way, those are the best teachable moments because that's when they learn why things break and which tools to use and how to fix things. And that's also when we talk about how I broke the pipe because I hung too many spray bottles on it. Yup. So uh, mama needs to figure out how to screw the pipe back together and why these two pieces don't fit together because I have it facing the wrong direction, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. But what I'm saying is if it's safe, let your kids get involved when things need fixing because it teaches them that they can fix problems on their own. All right. Lastly, number five, use modeling to teach behaviors to your little one. And this looks like cleaning up after yourself or taking the time to clean up someone else's mess. When I model these behaviors for my own kiddo, I always try to talk things out as I'm completing them because it helps my kiddo understand the importance of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So I'll say, I'm cleaning up my plate because I'm done eating and that's being responsible. Or if I want to pick up his plate, I'll say, I'd like to spread kindness by picking up your plate. Are you done eating? And that helps him know that I don't have to pick up his plate because I'm his mom. I'm doing it because it's being generous when someone does something for you. Or like simple things like putting things back where they belong after I'm done using them. Like my shoes go in the same spot when I take them off so I know where they are. That way there's some weight to it when I tell him that he needs to put things back so he knows where they are when he needs them. I can't very well tell him to put things back when I don't do it myself. (laughs) And if I forget, then you better believe that opens the door for him to tell me, mama, you should put your things back from where you got them. Touche, child, touche. And I'm gonna tell you that may have happened once or twice before, I'll be honest. But I will say, modeling is especially important when responding to how we handle situations. Because oftentimes, if we respond to everyday life situations in a reactive yelly way that's what our kids will do as well and then we're appalled when our kids don't listen or show respect and they're yelling back at us the same goes with giving them the full attention when they want to tell you something important or when they want to have a conversation with you but the bottom line here is that your kids learn so much through your modeling and i cannot emphasize that enough they pay attention to all you do So use that as a chance to help foster change in our world and make the world a better place as opposed to using that as a reason to say, do as I say, not as I do. We are so better than that, mama. Yes, we are. And out of all this, I just want you to remember that your littles want to be like you. They look to you to teach them right from wrong and how to handle adversity you carry so much weight as their mama. Just remember how much of a blessing that truly is. You have the capabilities to set them up for success and help them achieve their aspirations because they've watched you do the same. And oh my gosh, that just lights me up. And I want you to use that as a blessing to make the world a better place. And so this week, your challenge is to try to focus on modeling one expectation that you have for your little one, whether it's modeling how to express emotions, use manners, teach problem solving skills, or just an everyday task that you want to see them doing. And I want you to pay close attention to how they respond when they see you showing them how to do something as opposed to just telling them. And I'd love to hear your successes or maybe something new you've learned from this episode. Be sure to screenshot the episode, share it to your stories on Instagram, and tag me at Michelle Shop. And I cannot wait to hear about the little world changers you are raising. All right, keep rocking on mama friend. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening, see you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, Please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.